What time is it? It's time for Cinema Swamp! What do you mean? Okay. Let's party. Whoa, this is heavy. After a year of being stuck at home, the Cinema Swamp crew is finally together again to start Season 2 of The Cinema Swamp. Today, we need to talk about Kevin. With the film, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, we're back with the Cinema Swamp, guys. Nice. And I'm sorry, I feel weird. Good segue. I had to sit like this the whole time, but... <laughs> oh, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. I knew... Are you, like, I like, like lean? I, I mean, I guess I get to lean. Well, if you put it sideways on top of those movies there... Just, uh, what if you just stack movies underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just movies. saw that light bulb. <laughs> <Not asking follower. laughs> that's it. This is a good point. I could start. Okay. We're gonna make this happen. Our game collection under it. Make sure to put this. We're gonna take three Frankenstein's and Ghostbusters. <laughs> you want three Frankenstein's, Ghostbusters, and I will. All the diehards. I'll raise you. The <laughs> I'll raise you the diehard collection. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, this is good. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, Roseanne, <laughs> yeah, give me some of that Roseanne. You should just stack it with all I'm the af- canceled, I'm afraid she'll say something. People. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, give me one Bill Cosby, give me the Roseanne, and any James Wood movie you can see, because I need them all. <laughs> right Wait, is James Wood? Is he canceled now? Oh, he's nuts. I mean, he was well, never really... He's nuts, but he was never he canceled, canceled, I guess, okay. but he was nuts. Yeah. He's not allowed in Hollywood well, so anymore. Gary Busey, despite... he's still around. Well, still I mean, is he still, al- is he still around, in fact? Is he still I a thing? Like we'd hear if he died. Didn't Drake didn't from Drake and Josh just get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like yeah. grooming someone. Yeah, it was that or like child endangerment, something. Oh like that. yeah, that's what was. When he was in jail, and then he was like out of jail and on Instagram singing like live music. Yeah, and it was so really like because people were all commenting like, "Weren't you just in jail?" Yeah, and people were commenting, "What the dog doing?" And you know that stupid memes back. Oh, you know what, y'all? You should be seeing this right now. Because uh, we are in the movie room. Um, we haven't been together in a year and some change. Is it a year and a month? In three months? Three, four months? Over a year. It's been a bit. We didn't do it since the pandemic officially shut things down, which is like March. So I feel like it's been about four months, too. And uh, yeah, I didn't even send you guys' yearbook last year. So oh. Remind me after the show. I, I have it. You have it? Do you... Okay. Uh, yeah, I left yeah, a little yeah. bit for you. Do, you. do you have a good summer? Do you have a good year? <laughs> does that chair suck? Well, oh, no, I thought Hunter farted or something. <laughs> is it, does, it lean, does it lean back too much? It, I think I fixed it. I tightened up the bottom and so it doesn't lean as much, but I have to, like, I can't pull the mic further, mm-hmm. so I have to, like, lean oh. at an angle to get Just stack the, some cancelled right people behind your chair. But then I can't see close. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I had to, like, tweak this all the way around so I could see you guys because otherwise yeah. it was just like well for me the cord I can't move it down more because the oh, cord will pull right. oh right so this is about as close as I can get it well if we stick Hunter in the closet <laughs> <laughs> so we can't see him more no he could he, he could look at us he just couldn't see just oh and I was thinking too oh, we could switch but yeah you still got that cord room yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay okay yeah, so I, the setup's not perfect you know I tried I tr- no no it's, you know it's, no you know no, what really. it's awful <laughs> I do like I do like <laughs> Justin, I like the setup. I thought it was for Justin, we we looked at the movies. Well, I'll get oh okay. Thank you, I'll take Chloe's word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Um, I think the sound is more contained in here. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, like, definitely. It sounds a lot less echoey. Yeah, that's well. That's why I want to be up here, up here, down here. Because ever since I've started doing videos in here, all the sound uh, is pretty much automatically soundproofed, and I'm probably gonna eventually get some foam even behind the movies, so it's really tight in there. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a lot better down here. Um, now it's just a matter of eventually getting a better mic set up. Uh, but this is certainly better than streaming over the internet and the mm. glitchiness and the whatever else was going on. Um, it was, a, it was weird times that I, I wish not to return to. How many episodes did we lose? Lose? Did we lose, did we we lose any over, two, over the last sure. year? Uh, in the past. I feel like we lost well, one. And, like, was it the Apocalypse episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like, like we talked about like our favorite apocalypse movies. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, you know, yeah, that was really early on. We did lose one. I forgot. I know about we that. lost Venom. I know that one. So but I thought we might have lost one during the pandemic. There, yeah, there was one. There was the apocalypse episode, which is which is great. That was a great episode. That was during the pandemic. And, yeah, and it was, yeah. and we and lost it because of my computer doing something. But basically. We almost lost another one when my computer shut down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then I paid for a software to save it. And <laughs> it was only 25 bucks. And it was uh, all what I did. Was, what was that? Well, because I recorded with an MP4. And you're not supposed to do that when live streaming or doing a live record. Um, in, well, first of all, I, I, to all the audio guys out there, I know I'm supposed to be recording audio in general. I'm using um, OSB software. And... Um, that's basically why I, I don't is because I'm using a video recording software and if you record mp4 the mp4 ends up like if, if you if it stops for some reason or the camera stops or if the computer shuts off the mp4 gets all screwed up whereas an mkv file if the computer shuts off the mkv file saves it to wherever point you're at but with an mp4 it's kind of all up in the air like you maybe will get it you maybe won't so I paid so, for the software to recover it. So are we still using MP4? No. Okay. Switched it immediately after that. So Good. we haven't vaccine. used that since. Um, <laughs> we, got, we got that 6G. We're just recording through our vaccine sites. I mean, it doesn't it even... Spring into my shoulder. It doesn't matter anyway because, like, now we have, like, a... What was I going to say? Baby... Baby. Baby driver. Sorry, I was looking up. I was making sure I said the software right. OBS Studio. Open Broadcast Software. Basically, uh, it doesn't matter now because now I got a new computer. Everything's way better. And I am live streaming our audio vocals to me because my computer's sitting in a different room. That seems to be working out. So, I, hopefully, we can get this going. That TV? At some point. Like, you could have. Oh, yeah, just have like the levels that, right there. So you can just look at it? Yeah. I mean, I, if I got like longer cords, because um, my plan is, like I said, I want to get a new setup with all kinds of different mics that would maybe just branch off right here with a tripod so I wouldn't have to worry about, you know. Nice. And then have like one cord still, but have the mixing software get, right here and then be able to look at it. We get one of the ASMR mics, but it has four ears. And we can all whisper in. Four years, four years. Four, yeah. Four years. <laughs> I mean, honestly, my I feel like my future... You know what, actually? Okay, if we switch chairs, would that help? Because then I'm, like, against this. And then I don't think it would make as much noise. Because this chair's a lot better. This is actually my old chair. This is the new one. Give you the shit chair. Uh, I mean... No, no, let's 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 do it. Let's do it. What will it do? This is this is better. It's a better chair that doesn't make noise. I mean, are you okay? Yeah, but I'm closer. I'm all. I'm closer to the wall. You know what I'm saying? And I can go closer if I want. 
thing. I thing can't is, wait like, to this, see this happen. The ground is like it's sloped and too slippery to like move. I'm, I'm gonna decide. give the live commentary. Oh Justin is Justin. currently lifting oh, his old his chair. I will take the chair. Okay. I'll take the chair. I am cutting this off with a chainsaw. First spill in the new studio. Alrighty, guys. Uh, Dwight <laughs> is taking his pants off. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Somehow. We'll just take our socks and mop it up. I don't know, man. Like, oh, you know what? Somehow Justin is completely naked except for his socks. Okay. So, so put. I can sit back. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. When I did the, the Bad Bandmates episode, they. We did that, like, like remote. <laughs> recording and I used a mic like this plugged in to our laptop but we we opened up zoom and we zoomed with each other mm. while this audio program was recording individually okay and then after the after we're done recording you just I it saved all. it and then put it into a Google Dropbox mm. but but when we started recording we all had to like count down from three and then clap and then Josh, who edited the podcast together, he synced, he synced up, the, up claps the claps so that all of our vocals were together. Uh, um, is Zoom not free? No, you get 40 minutes free, and then yeah. for the rest of the time you have to buy it. Yeah. Uh, it was free for a while, and then they saw money in it. Yeah. Yeah. When colleges had to start using it and what? stuff. Why did people stop using Skype? Because Skype sucks. Okay, so this is the great fallacy <laughs> of weirdness. I agreed, where I was like... Why aren't, isn't everybody using Skype until it's like I use Zoom one time and I was like, oh, this is just way better. And I'm one of those weird old idiots where I just don't understand that something can be better. And maybe, you know, because I, th well, I thought because I saw I, I'm the kind of guy that it's, it's how I felt. It's like that's how I'm like, I, I grab a car and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go for a drive. You know, let's. uh You know, even though it's it's using gasoline, whatever. And then when I finally seen the electric car and I'm like, oh, we could do this. Mm. That's not, you know, <laughs> it's an just option. like, you know, you don't really, because then you hear Tesla and you're like, well, what's the point? And you try and you're like, oh, okay. Because it's like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I guess I don't think that way. I should, that's why I will never be successful. But, but I'm, what, I'm a working man. I don't know. But I, like, what, like, electric car compared to a gasoline car, like, you can tell <laughs> what the difference, what's the difference between Zoom and Skype? Have you ever used Skype? Yes. Often? No. Recently. Yeah, recently. It's no. like half, half the time I feel like the audio doesn't work. The other half the time the video isn't working. So mm -hmm. like in school situations, if you don't have the visuals, like you can't really teach. You can't just do the audio. Why don't, why aren't people just calling each other? Remember how <laughs> revolutionary uh, Skype was in 2005? Yeah. It never changed. Uh, it's still just as revolutionary as it was in 2005. Okay. It's just the same. They never updated anything. Hmm. And that's so many weird, like, yeah. I'm even feeling like that with Facebook lately. I'm like, I feel like they're not updating anything. Like, they're not. When, when was the last time Facebook changed? What's that? When was the last time you saw any real change with Facebook? Um, I mean, like, well, okay. Grant, I feel like they've made it a lot uglier and harder to look for things. Oh, yeah. And so it, many ads. It, it feels like... Yeah, well, lots of ads, and I feel like I'm on Craigslist most of the time. And you know, if I w didn't wasn't able <laughs> to switch it to the dark mode, 
I mean, at least I can give credit to Craigslist that it's, like, chosen to be as ugly as it is for so long. And it's like, this is just who we are. And I'm like, that's great. Any ladies, what's going on? It doesn't really affect the usability of the site. Like, it's ugly, but it's functional. And you know where everything is. Whereas Facebook is ugly and, like, stupid. No, yeah, like, I get notifications for really stupid stuff. And I don't know how to change it. Like... I get notifications when, like, my friends like other friends' posts mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. stupid crap like that. So I have, like, the little red bubble on the corner of my app is, like, hundreds of things that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hate Facebook so much. <laughs> it's just garbage. I deleted it again. Did oh, you? Good. Actually? Yeah. Well, so it's... I have... ADHD, so, like, if I open Facebook, it's just endless scrolling. Like, endless little boosts of serotonin. So I just lay there and don't do anything. So I got rid of TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Because all of those, I can just scroll through it all day. And I just hate social media. I only check Twitter for, like, the news. I did, too, and then I followed funny people. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. During, like, the riots and stuff, I was, like, the most addicted to Twitter I'd ever been. Mm-hmm. That was, that was me with... Mm-hmm. That was me with the election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were on t- uh, Twitter a lot during the election. Election TikTok. Yuck. I gave up on Twitter after the election. Actually, I, uh, technically, I gave up after the president left it. Or left. But, yeah, after that, because I was just like, uh, President left? Yeah. There wasn't anything to worry about anymore. I was like, okay. Wait, which president? You know, the McKinley? other one. Yeah. McKinley, you know, McKinley saying those controversial statements about uh, milk, you know. (laughs) Everyone wants to switch to powder. What's going on? And I was like, (gasps) half the country was like, how dare you? Powdered milk is the future, sir. Is McKinley the one who got assassinated? Like, McKinley got assassinated, then Roosevelt. Uh, he didn't get it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think McKinley got assassinated. I think he got shot, but I don't think he died. <laughs> Just in a friendly game of <laughs> yeah, friendly roulette game or of, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, friendly game of drinking pasteurized milk. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not that. I think it's just the fact that um, we all need walls. It's the rumor, <laughs> basically. I don't know. Should so get plexiglass for for all. Of we could get we could get the plexiglass just because we should still keep. Are six distance, six feet distance apart because I miss it. I'm I miss being at the store and someone's not riding my butt. Oh, well, I, try working at it. Yeah, uh, try working at the store. <sighs> the amount of old men that would just come up to me and touch me throughout the pandemic. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. They would just come up and be like, yeah. "Excuse me." Do you like, know? Yeah, like I'm I'm mad at it at regular times, but in the middle of a pandemic when I'm just trying to work, dude. Leave me alone for eight hours. Hey, please. maybe maybe on a usual day I would take your advances, but right now, <laughs> sir, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> hey, I'm over here. Ooh, I'm pulling these boxes off the shelf. Sex wing like manager crop tops and all these. Crop tops and my cargo pants are cut real like Daisy Duke. Just says slut across his shirt. I could be a grandpa too. Yeah, I could be an old man. Ugh. Why can't you like me? No. <laughs> no, yeah, I want the attention of the old man, Justin. <laughs> old man and Justin. And Justin. Yeah. 
we're, we're back, back finally. <laughs> so that's <laughs> long story short. Yeah, that's the long story we're short. We're back. And um, I'm sure the mics are still being tested out right now. Uh, planning on getting a better setup in the future, but we're making do. It'll be great. What if it's... we did remote but together? Oh, you mean like we were like still on our phones right now? <laughs> yeah. Like Different recording rooms, but on, on our Facebook? Yeah, recording on our phones. It's weird to me because you two were never not together during the pandemic. So it was always just me and Hunter in rooms alone and you and... Zach, we're just living it up. We're just Stupid like, cats. yeah, and we're like, well, might as well freaking get married. Yeah. Oh yeah, have we yeah. said that on the podcast yet? I was, I was given the opening to you guys to do it because oh. I was like, I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's your thing, Justin. You're married. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> Hunter was gonna profess his love to me <laughs> on, on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> First episode, Ruined season it. two. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I think I think we did announce your wedding, or at least you got married during the podcast, right? Yeah, I okay. think we probably talked about it. Alrighty, yeah. did we talk about your engagement? I I think so. I know I've mentioned it in videos, so it's like it's kind of out there for that crowd. Yeah, um, haven't kept it, but yeah, you guys kind of just went off, and we were like, and I was I, like. Wait. Oh yeah, I don't even think we told you that we were taking a trip. They were well, I did. Invited. Him still invited to your to the pizza yeah. luche thing. Oh like, right, yeah, yeah. Busy. We didn't say that's what it was though. No. Wait a minute. Was I actually invited to that? Yeah. yeah. We said you could go. Oh, maybe because well, you said you and Stella were busy. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. Okay. I probably what well, I mean well. Cause I when it happened and then you were like we all went to Pizza Lucha and I was like when did this happened but yeah now that you say that that sounds like I was trying to be we sneaky we... I didn't want to be like hey we got married oh you should have, you should have like been really rough about it. like you really should come <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did that okay bitch. hold on I did that with my mom and she refused to come down so we had no yeah when at we our like at, at our actual wedding awesome. yeah um, my family doesn't listen to this so they don't know we lied about when we got married yeah they think we actually got married in Portland June third. <laughs> Really? We uh, actually got married May 27th. Yeah, at the Carhouse in Duluth. <laughs> June 3rd, wait. I hope someone listens to this. Oh, I was sorry. I was oh, thinking... I hope this be... is like the one episode your mom listens to. My mom to. would be so mad. I was thinking July 3rd for some reason, because I was like, wait, you got, you did not just get married. What are you talking... <laughs> yeah, June 3rd's right. Yeah. No, yeah, so we got married May 27th, and then went out to Portland for... We were out there yeah. seven days. We drove yeah, the Portland trip has always been planned for our pictures. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um... But yeah, uh, we figured use the money for something fun for a week or two instead of just one, one night. And a bunch of people that I don't like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good idea. So we got married. Don't recommend road tripping with a five-month-old. He was really great. I mean, I mean, it's just I, me, I Chloe, see, and a random baby. I don't see any benefit <laughs> from <laughs> pick him up on the side of the road. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that why you guys had to get married so fast? Oh, oh yeah, oh, for the Pretty child. Bad. Yeah, I mean, you already had the child, so I don't, yeah, you don't have to rush it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> little little gro- little Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, congrats to you both. Congratulations. That's awesome. We gotta still throw a, uh, a party. Well, technically, we gotta throw a party for you too. Like we never really did. I took you out, so I did that. Yeah. I, I made up. I bought you a lamp. <laughs> so I owe you, I owe, I owe you two a, a lamp. lamp. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm just gonna make lamp a thing. Okay. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> Any cool thing or you can get the exact same lamp every time. I just, every I'm, every I'm Christmas birthday. Yeah. <laughs> same, exact lamp. Lamp. <laughs> same exact lamp. Same exact lamp. Hey guys, just adding this to your lamp collection. No, I think I think we should all do like an episode where we go out and do something like remote. Cinema swamp on the go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like podcast, but outside, but it's us. Cinema Swamp in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. We Cinema did. Swamp goes to Hollywood. <laughs> we talked about something like that when we went to see the Sparks Brothers. Because you, you, you did a couple little videos for YouTube, but mm-hmm. I think we had talked about something about, like, uh, like I don't know, we, we mentioned something about, like, like leaving the swamp or something. But. No, I would I would love to do, like... Cinema Swamp goes Hollywood. <laughs> we, we go out to LA. We go out to LA and then we just get into a bunch of shenanigans. Yeah. Accidentally run on the movie set. Yeah. Cinema Swamp goes to camp. <laughs> Swamp no, goes but to but wait for like real. <laughs> I would love to do something like that with you guys. It'd be cool to just like even even just make like a gag fake little movie. It's yeah. like if we ever make like a final one of these. It's like a Beatles like, movie, but it's like but it's us. For Halloween? Well, I wanted to do like a scripted Halloween episode. I still think that'd be really cool. No, yeah, that'd it, be it. A, would just be it would be work. I think if we did, like we go to Hollywood, whatever. I think it would have to be, like video. Hmm. Um, yeah, for but sure. I would love to see like, like a Beatles movie. Like if you've ever seen any of those, but like. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> or like Ernest, where they, he, yeah, he goes to camp or goes to prison. Or whatever. You, you mean like we actually go to Hollywood? Yeah, we like we actually go. I I literally lived in LA for six months. It doesn't I have never, to be. I never went to, <laughs> to Hollywood Boulevard one time. I never saw the sign. I didn't do anything. Yeah, because you were I like. I to go because I could actually see it. It's because you were out and evangelizing. Spreading the word. We would not be doing that. We'd be doing the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> We'd be following the church kids and uh, immediately. <laughs> okay, so everyone sounds really good when they talk directly into their mics. <laughs> so so just, what? I just have to. So if everybody's just doing this the whole time, can it not go? If you're leaning back, can it not reach you? Zach, move! Zach, move the whole chair. Move! Just move it. This move. Is fine. No, this is it's okay. this is the problem. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, What's I'm that? the problem. Yeah, I didn't say move you. I said move the chair. You can move, move, the, move chair. the chair. Move the chair. How do I move, move the chair? Scoot. Move the chair. Pepe. <laughs> I just want to say Adam Sandler's eyes in that poster follow you around the room. I don't like it. Yeah, they're so dead too. I can just see like they're that dead, one. They're dead, but like horny. I don't like so basically, every I thought Seth Rogen was in so every single video I do, I have Adam moving to a different spot of the room, yeah. and then sometimes I try to have just the eyes popping up because I'm I'm like I want to get comments for people like yeah, hey, <laughs> what's that all about? It's like the mole on uh, on the prince's face in Robin Hood Men Tights. The mole? Oh, yeah, it keeps it, moving it around. Keeps moving oh around. yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about like an act, like the animal, and oh, I was yeah. like, "What do you? You know the mole? Yeah, that'd be a great. Has anyone ever done like that style joke where 
It was like, oh, sir, there's a mole on your head. He's like, I know. And then you cut to him, and there's like an actual mole crawling over. <laughs> Sounds like a like Family Guy again. Yeah, that's what I. You know, I feel like I come up with one of those like every day, and now I'm like, one day I'm just gonna compile them all into one movie where it's just cutaways, and it makes no sense. There's on Unicycle. I'm like, there's that movie. Yeah, basically. And then that's gonna be the that's gonna be the movie. Um. Man, was there anything else you wanted to catch up on? Because I uh, I enjoyed just this. You yeah, know, we no, could, I, I would just, love to just like just get a this. pot of coffee. Uh, you know, honestly, the movie that we're gonna talk about, I don't think it's gonna be that long. I, I have things to say. I mean, I, yeah, there's gonna be stuff. Yeah. Granted, okay, I wanna I wanna know from from the beginning though. When was the last time everybody saw it? Like, when was when did you watch it? It was before right our trip. Ooh. Yeah, was it, was, it was a couple months ago. Yeah, when, a couple months. It was like a month. Month ago. and a half. When did you? When? What did you watch it on? Which streaming service? Netflix. No, I think we watched it on Prime. Ooh, okay, Prime. I did Prime too. Did you? What? I think I I rented on Prime. Okay. No, because I, I remember from the episode I said several of these movies are like are, are free, on uh, several different platforms. Well, to yeah, watch. and I tried to find one for sure that was free somewhere. Because mm. I don't like to pay for. Four streaming services for sure when I was looking, so I was like, everybody should watch it on a different streaming service. Everyone pick Prime. But Prime mm. is the best, because I was not going to try to watch this on Tubi or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is... Uh, it's been a while since everyone saw it, because I think I saw it mid-June, if not a few weeks even before that, because... It's summer. Well, I thought it was coming. Yeah, I watched... Yeah, Okay. You know, enough of that reference. You know, we could do like a whole midsummer podcast too. Yes, yeah, where like Chloe boasts about the whole time, and it'll just I... be two hours of me just being like, "This movie's amazing." This detail, I didn't catch <laughs> the first time or the third time. I don't I even remember the movie. Yeah, because you were asleep. We need to watch it again. Because I had to work. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> we need to talk about. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> you know, someone should write that. You know, like ep- something that scene into the movie or finally like um can't even remember her name i'm great at this tilda swinton um goes up to john c Riley. finally sits down i was like we need to talk about kevin like this kid is insane and john c Riley's like yeah why do you think i play nice with him with him so nicely you know why do i why do you think i'm trying to not piss him off ever i don't want to be murdered and she's like, oh, you've noticed? And then, boom, you got the end of the movie. They take him to therapy. Everything turns out good. You know, that's the movie. You know, that would be uh... <laughs> a... better movie? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, half the letterbox reviews were like, yeah, they never talk about Kevin once in this movie. <laughs> uh, the top one is, spoiler alert, they never talk about yeah. Kevin. <laughs> I haven't pulled up. I think another one was, like, a lovely uh, family romp to watch with the with the... Uh, with everybody or something like this is like the family feature of the summer or something <laughs> um look at the poster what's the poster that's on letterbox because yeah so her like lean like laying behind young kevin's head so that's the creepy poster that's the true vibe but if you see that other poster that when you open it up and it's that it's the banner at the top see how it almost looks like a goofy 
Um, yeah. It's going to be like a somewhat drab but quirky comedy. So that was the yeah, poster they used on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's like a knocked up. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. And it, I was like, oh, is this like a funny movie? And honestly, I was expecting it to be kind of funny or like have a quirky kind of dark humor to it. And then I, I remembered Chloe picked it. And I was like, wait a minute. That's something's wrong because this is not going to be what I think it is. And it's not. It's it was. I I enjoy some funny movies. No, no, no. I wasn't. I was just saying though. Like, is she gonna take the opportunity to have me enjoy my night, or <laughs> should I watch this not at eleven o'clock at night? Huh. Will you enjoy your night, or will you be in existential dread for the next week? I was up for like three hours after, and I was like, uh, I have to wake up Stella and be like, we can't have children ever. <laughs> it can't happen. It's true. I need to tell you. Yeah, there was another review, and it was like. Best birth control I ever had. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand why he hated her so much, like, right off the bat. Because he's a tiny sociopath, and he could control her. Yeah. But, like, to be aware of that that early? Sociopaths yeah. generally... Okay, basing it off of, like, actual cases, they generally have pretty high IQ and can read pre- people pretty acutely. So, yeah, but he was, he like, was, two. I thought you were going to say based off of life experience. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sociopath. There's two things you can see from an early age. It's that, um, one, he has what many, many kids have, which is he's a little jerk. Mm-hmm. Kids are. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids act like this. And the other thing he has, which not every kid has, he's very smart. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that... Um, you know, because as much as I can laugh at the reviews of like, yeah, you don't ever want to have kids now. Uh, there's a lot of this movie that's also on Tilda Swinton, who just is not the mother type. Mm-hmm. And there's more we can dig into that. But as far as like the actual role of the mother, right, like right from the beginning, there's just like, you don't do that. You don't do this. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things John C. Riley also does, which is just his general neglect that if you were to tell him he'd be like what are you talking about and i'm like yeah you know you don't know what's going on Hmm. and it's bad (laughs) and it's kind of scary how commonly like i've seen those things in Mm. parents like throughout my years of growing up where it's like the combination of all these things that these parents are doing wrong like i've seen bits and pieces throughout my whole life and it's crazy that like if they had just done one other thing wrong like their kid might have been similar not not exactly the same as Kevin, but similar. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think, like, really the pivotal scene is just, you know, where his arm breaks. And, you know, it's because of what she did. And it wasn't, like, good. But there was still a way that you could, like, handle it after that. And because she doesn't want to reveal to John C. Riley that she's the awful parent... Because, you know, we don't, she doesn't know how he's going to respond, and she doesn't know the kind of trouble it's going to get her in. She just chooses to not say anything, and then Kevin plays along with it, which is the worst thing that you can have with a kid. You don't want a kid to have anything on you, because what the F? You don't let them have the control. So I feel like a lot of, um, like, parents or, like, people who are really got like the psychology of being a parent down would watch this and be like nah you you never want to do that that's just such a and i feel like that's something you see a lot too where it's like 
um, not that scenario, but where obviously like the kids more in power than the mom, and it's either because you know they just don't want to be stressed out. You know, if you just give them what they want, it's a lot better than causing a fight. And you know, it just kind of goes down this cycle that eventually, it's like it never ends. And, you know, I've, I've seen that, too, um, which is weird. You shouldn't notice that as a kid, but I definitely have in some of the kids who are a little more spoiled than the others, where it's like, uh, yeah, you know, there's a reason why this uh, kid's doing this every single day. It's because, you know, as soon as he acts up, the parent's inside and, you know, claims no responsibility, and it's like, it's everybody else's fault. I, I, I saw that once when uh, we were kids. In sixth grade, there was a parent who came in after their kid had some meltdown, and the parent, um, I was walking in from CrossGuard, and she was saying it was because all the kids tease him all the time. Well, he was not one of the teased kids, so that's not true. <laughs> he was teased, but he was not teased any more than anyone else. But it was the fact that, you know, again, not taking any like personal responsibility. I was like, oh, so he has you, okay? Yeah, well, and typically with bad parenting, like. They're just straight up in denial. They're like, oh, it's not my fault. Like, I'm a good parent. I, I feed my kid. I clothe my kid. Mm-hmm. I should be fine. It's everyone else's fault. And it's like, well, do you give your child their emotional needs as well? Or do you just do the physical stuff? Because that's not enough, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, too, like, I don't know who said the pivotal, pivotal moment when he broke his arm. Like, she had already, like, had it out for Kevin. Like, earlier in the movie and like John C. Rattler, like like she had had like arguments already with the dad you know and like cause the dad had this great relationship with the kid and didn't understand why but like when he like trashed her like map room you know and kept crapping himself you know like she knew that like like she was kind of on thin ice for not treating him like perfectly and then now breaking his arm was like, yeah, asking for, you know, Child Protective Services to come in. Mm-hmm. So I can see where she hid, although it's still an awful, you know, decision-making point. But, like, that's what I like about the movies. It shows how, like, how much she was detached from wanting to be a parent from the beginning. How she was, like, this, you know, traveling journalist and, like, all of a sudden forced into, like... Not forced, but, like, just suddenly found herself in family life. And you could tell she, like, didn't fit in with the other pregnant moms. And now all of a sudden the kid, like, literally, like, cries when, you know, he's around the mom. So I can imagine, like, not feeling... Or feeling like... Like you're a bad parent from the beginning. And you don't already even want to be a parent, and then the kid doesn't like you. It's like the perfect storm of, you know. Sounds like that's like what they're trying to go for. Did Did you guys know this was a novel? This was adapted from a novel. No, I didn't. So I, I watched the little like YouTube thing today. Like the original fiction is from someone named Lionel Shriver, and apparently the novel is like a more like a collection of letters from the mom, and it paints like like the movie you get a little bit of sympathy for Tilda Swinton for like the kid hating her but I guess the book makes it look like she's an equal part of the problem and so the book is focusing a lot more on like what is nature versus nurture you know okay. like are, are evil people like 
made or are they born? And it kind of tackles that. And, and by the sound of it, it's a really good novel. Mm. Um, and that the movie is a good movie, but didn't perfectly like yeah. do it justice it either. It didn't kinda, make you question that. Yeah. In the movie, like you kind of like sided with Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Even though she's not like a great person, you know, through and through. But the book went, went more into it, and I guess she's a little bit more, even more, like, off, you know, or as, like, unlikable as Kevin is. Okay. Um, not, like, a sociopath, but, like... Yeah, just um, a bad thing. Just incredibly yeah. neglectful. Yeah. Parent. But kind of, I mean, like, not, like, horrible. I mean, like, they're, like, a, you know, they look like an upper-class white family, and they're doing okay. Um, but in terms of, like, yeah, how she's, like, handles situations is slightly more selfish. And not, like, selfish from a self-centered person. Like, like Tilda Swinton isn't, like an, like, an attention seeker. She's, like, an introvert. But she, um... She, like, she puts herself before her kids. Yeah. Which, as a parent, you really shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Well, in this movie, they, it, it seemed like when she would try, like, nothing would work. And then she just get frustrated, but mm. from the sounds of the novel, it makes it like it paints it a little clearer, like what's yeah. going on. I haven't read it, so that's you yeah. know take it with a grain of salt. But that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's it has the reader questioning: Is this situation nature? Like, is this kid just born mm. weird, or is he made this way from having a mom who's not completely who's from a detached parent? You know. Yeah. But in the end, like, even though he seemingly has this good relationship with his dad and sister, those are the people that he kills. And it seems as almost as if the punishment isn't for his dad or his sister, the punishment is for his mom. Mm-hmm. Like, he, everything he did was just to punish his mom for for nothing, really, even, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for what he perceived she yeah. did to him. So even, like, the niceness towards the dad wasn't real. Yeah. Even all that was part of the sociopathic like hate for his mom well and i i kind of felt that um i think it was towards the middle of the movie when he was still young and he got really sick mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he started being really nice to his mom and really mean to his dad mm-hmm. so i kind of felt like at that point the niceness that he was showing towards his other family members was totally fabricated and he mm-hmm. could turn it off on just like a switch mm-hmm. yeah so i felt like it was all just a show, and it was all to, like, get back at his mom. Do you guys think it was authentic when he, like, all of a sudden, like, was friends with his mom? Um. And then did it stop when the sister was born? No, it stopped when he got better. Yeah, it stopped when he wasn't sick anymore. So it was, okay. like, for a day. Oh, okay. I feel like um, one of the weirder scenes in the movie is when she kind of just takes, like, the day to spend with him. And um, I do feel like she feels this odd connection to him. And I feel like the movie is obviously trying to draw that, too. Like, they even have, like, a similar look. Because, I mean, there's that, like, common uh, thing out there where, you know, two people who are just too similar don't get along at, at all. And I almost kind of wonder if that's, like, the same situation here where they just maybe are, like, a little too similar. But the thing is, same time, we don't really know much about her beforehand. And the only thing that we really ever get about what she might actually kind of be like is when they're out together and they go mini golfing 
and she's immediately talking crap about these overweight people and detesting them, looking down upon them, being like very kind of upper high class and I'm also a healthier, better person than these people and kind of making these jokes with him almost like she's done it before. Mm. And it kind of makes me wonder on the one hand, does she do this with him because maybe he reacts to it in a way that she wants and there's like this weird connection between them both? Or does she for some reason feel most comfortable around him because as much as he is not going to reveal anything about her as long as she plays along, she also feels that she can do things with him that will add to the pile of things that he won't share with the father who is like the the idealized version of like i'm a good dad you know kind of yeah sure kind of thing um and the rest of their normal family i i kind of wonder like if there was more of those moments that happened throughout their life the movie doesn't have too many of them but there is like this weird kind of like back and forth between them and you know she totally doesn't want this life she was out there she was living her life and just kind of got sucked out of it too soon to be given what i people feel the kind of life that they need to have even though they may not want it uh the typical nuclear family in the suburbs and um i also wonder if he kevin doesn't really you know want this life because he's almost too far ahead of everyone sociopathic tendencies and you know definitely needs a case of therapy or something but I also makes me wonder if he were to just be in a completely different environment where he's better to express himself or even be around different people just like what she wants would that have been better for him would there have been a different outcome I uh, it, it makes me kind of wonder because I'm like I feel like these two relate to each other but it's so it's so weird you know it's just I, I don't know how to feel about it <laughs> Yeah, I guess even thinking about, like, that scene where they're at the golf course and she, like, her personality kind of takes, like, a total flip from what we've seen before. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is kind of mirroring what Kevin does, but his is obviously way more extreme where he just, like, hates his mom, it seems like, and loves his dad. And then, like, when he's sick, he flips it the other way and hates his dad, loves his mom. So I think that maybe that could have been showing that they're a lot more similar than she likes to think. Mm -hmm. Like she almost hates the fact that this awful kid who destroys my stuff seems to have no um, love or appreciation for anything. Not the things that I love. It's annoying that I uh, feel like I see myself in him. Yeah, that's kind of a it's probably like true. I mean, it'd be more. Maybe it'd be interesting to kind of see her at a younger age or something, or you know, just to even get more scenes like that, like what they were doing at the golf course. Because most of her scenes were seeing more of what after you know happens after the big event. I don't know if we want to spoil it. I don't even feel like the movie covers it up too well. Because like the whole movie, I'm like, all right, come on, we know what happened. Like it's pretty. Like we, I live in modern times. I know what happened, um, but it doesn't end up mattering. Uh, I won't spoil it, I guess, unless you guys want to, but... I mean, Hunter brought part of it up earlier. Oh, yeah. The, um... Yeah. At the, the at dad the... and the sister. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he did kill the yeah. dad and sister as I well. I guess that's not the whole about, thing, yeah. but, like... I think it's yeah. important to talk about the end. It is, it's a super important, and I feel like, topical issue. Mm-hmm. 
Well, do we want to talk about the end? I do want to mention real quick, and as far as like just like having different lives and everything, and I get that everybody's like got their different idea of a life. I I find it like aggravating that <laughs> she was like, I don't want to leave the city. I don't want to go to this big house in the suburbs. I'm like, you spoiled asshole. <laughs> that annoyed me so much because I was like, I get that you don't want to leave the city, but look, look at this house. Yeah. I'm like, what are your good pals doing? And you know, and it's the fact that we don't see a lot of that. I think that is kind of like one failure of the movie is that we just don't see a lot of her life beforehand, and we don't see a lot of what she was like before the incident took place, because most of the movie is just her reacting to what people on the outside are saying to her now, and the kind of wide range of responses that she gets, because. I feel like it would have been a lot more interesting had we actually seen her job beforehand and, uh, you know, seen her interacting with other people and what kind of life she had. But maybe that would have made things too easy for the audience. So I think you get a little snippet. Like, she's, you know, the intro of the movie is her in this, like, famous tomato fight that's in Italy or Spain, I want to say. It's like, I don't know if you guys... I remember reading about the... I saw it. World Records, you know? Oh, like in real life? Yeah, it's, it's a real event. That oh, happens, I thought it was like, like an orgy or something. No, no, it's like a, I don't know what it is, I should have looked it up before, but it's a, it's a basically a, a really famous tomato fight that happens in like some European country. And <laughs> so she's like a journalist there, but she's like totally into it, right? You know? So she kind of has like kind of a live free, you know no chains on me type of attitude about it mm. and Kevin you see his whole thing he keeps coming back to is like well what does anything even matter you know like yeah. you know like when she finds this CD in his room that says I love you and he watches it and it's like a porn virus for her computer yeah. and she's like why did you do that and he's like no reason like like, like why, why is there a reason <laughs> and, and so like I think like she has this that like a very a grain of that attitude about her life. Like, she's like this live free, do whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a cool traveling journalist. I can do whatever I want. I'm not held down. Well, as soon as she is, and now Kevin has that dial to 11 where he's full Joker mode, and she sees that little bit of herself in him, and in a way is like, I, this is how I see it, that she doesn't like it because he's not playing by the rules of normalcy, but also he has like the ultimate. <laughs> carelessness that she used to have and yeah. wants again and so she's almost like jealous of him in it I think mm-hmm. I picked up a little bit of that I think but I could yeah. be wrong well and yeah what I was kind of noticing is like Kevin is just her to the extreme it seems like and mm-hmm. like you were saying the book it's letters from the mom or something so like maybe that delves back into her past a little more and maybe it gives more insight into how she was as a young person so maybe that's why it makes it seem a little more even between the two of them because like maybe when she was younger she was a lot more like Kevin and a lot more careless and maybe hurt people maybe intentionally you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that and we just don't know yeah so the ending he's in prison or he's is he in, he's in jail, in yeah. prison, and he's Fe- going to go to federal like, prison. Yes. Yeah, and he's going to go off to like a different prison. Right. Yes. He was basically in juvenile. Right. Yeah. He's because he was yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Now he's eighteen. Well, maybe he wasn't then, in federal prison. Because he did on his sixteenth birthday. Federal. 
Yeah. Mm. And so he turned 18, and that's when his, that's when Tilda Swinton was visiting him, was on his two-year anniversary yeah. of, of the incident. So, he didn't, so he's, he's, he still didn't seem, like, remorseful, but he seemed actually scared at the end. Like, do you think that was legit? I think he was, like, when she asked him, like, why'd you do it? You know, and he said, I don't know. I think he genuinely didn't know. Like, I think as many times as his mom has, like, visited him, like, I think he, like, realizes that, like, something in those two years, like, maybe he's had rehab even in in juvenile detention or whatever. Like, he's, seems like he's, he knows that he has a problem at least. And he knows that the way he sees the world isn't right. But it doesn't change the direction of his life at all. It doesn't mean, like, he's better, you know? Yeah. I think he genuinely is like, I don't know why I did it. Like, mm-hmm. you know? And I think he knows that, like, yeah. No, that's fair. Like, going into prison with adults, like, he probably won't make it, oh. knowing that he, you know, is a actual mass murderer. Yeah. That or even going off of, like, the sociopath, antisocial personality disorder type thing, while a lot of the times they can't feel any empathetic emotions, like sadness or happiness with other people, I think a lot of the times they can feel fear because that is a pretty intrinsic emotion like instinctual yeah so like yeah he could be terrified that he's about to be around actual adults like hardened criminals Mm -hmm. as like this basically child still Mm -hmm. um and he could yeah I could see him being like I don't know why I did it like probably shouldn't have done it (laughs) and just like afraid for himself but not not remorseful at all mm-hmm. I feel like he had a goal with her as far as her visiting so many times mm-hmm. where I think he wanted to see her like blow up or finally give up on visiting him so many times because I think he in his pursuit of like you know the fact that he left her to live as a way to like torture her I think he wanted to finally also prove that it's like he didn't that you know like because he always I think felt on his end such a huge disconnect from her or at least that there was like some kind of hatred going on from her and I feel like he was always like testing that and seeing if I could like piss her off more or is she gonna go and like off herself or is she gonna stop coming here now and be like haha I proved that she finally you know she doesn't love me and I knew it, it nothing uh, she can't get through everything that, you know, even though this is like the worst thing, she can't get through this. I knew it. He, like, he wanted to break her. So yeah. He wanted to see how far he could go. Very yeah. much like Joker and Batman. Like, yeah. trying to prove, like, she's no a shitty good. Batman, though. <laughs> <laughs> Till um, the sudden isn't a good Batman. And I think just by the end, the fact that that didn't happen, that she was still coming, I think basically, I think she said it would be like the last time. But I think it was more because he was, like, moving off somewhere else. So it was, like, she wasn't going to have these same kind of visiting privileges. So it was, like, however she was visiting before, it's, like, it's not going to be able to be like this again. So this is going to be, like, the last time. Can you just, you know. And I just, I felt like that might have been part of it where he was, like, it's, like, oh, wow, okay. Like, maybe I'm feeling, like, some kind of motherly connection from you for once because, you know despite everything you're still coming here 
And yeah, it's like you want answers, but also it is her kid. And it's weird because that's like kind of the first time, you know, where she actually started like, like, you know, treating her, you know, like through everything, through thick and thin, you're my kid. And that's the end of it, which is like how a lot of parents are. And I just feel like that's like something that she never really grasped until like the end. But she kind of started grabbing at it towards the end where it was like, no, no matter what, you're still my kid. And even though people are harassing me on the street, even though everyone thinks this is my fault, which is just like, it's not. If anybody comes out of this movie and they're like saying it's her fault that he did this, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that argument a lot, but I'm, I'm only usually looking at letterbox. You're usually a little better than most of the people out there, but I'm like, but I've heard that argument, like when scenarios like this happen where they look at the parents and they're like, ah, ah, and it's like, no, it's stop. Like, well, and it's a, lo- a lot of people's major reaction is to go the nature versus nurture route, and they don't want to believe that people are born evil. But mm. like, I'm super into true crime, so like, if you look at um, Bundy's parents, Ted Bundy had good parents. Like, he had a good upbringing. His mom was a very nice lady, by most accounts. You know, of course, everyone has their bad days, but like, he was this absolutely horrific just sadistic murderer and people still tried to point at his parents even though like they did what they could and he just turned out messed up Mm -hmm. so like I definitely there probably are people out there being like oh it was all the mom's fault when really she was just like she wasn't a great parent but if there wasn't already something inside Kevin that was bad Mm -hmm. I think he would have turned out a moderately messed up kid instead of, like, a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. He puts his sister's guinea pig in the garbage disposal. Or that we think. That's implied. And then something with him and the chemicals, um, like, getting, like, the caustic, like, chemicals in his sister's eye. Like, like the the dad thinks that, like, the mom left it out, but she says she put it away. And thinks that Kevin has something to do with it, um, but I think like w- one of the more interesting ways of like antagonizing his mom is like the one time when they're getting along, right? Like she's she reads him the Robin Hood, the Robin Hood book, right? Yeah, and he gets obsessed with like Robin Hood, um, which is like a weird like irony that like Robin Hood's like a vigilante, but like he has no characteristics that are like Robin Hood. Like, he starts, like, getting into archery, and that's, like, what he uses, what he decides on for this, like, mass killing, almost as if to, like, even point more at his mom and say, like, you were the one who read me Robin Hood. Yeah. Like, this is, like, like he was... I want you to feel guilty <laughs> yeah, for this. He's playing the long con for this Yeah, song. yeah. Which is, like, maybe he doesn't think that far ahead, but he knows that he wants to, like... He's like, this will be what I use against her. Mm-hmm. Like, any form of love she gives me, I'm going to turn it on her to make her... Like, he he's trying his best the whole movie to make his mom give up on him so that he can prove something to himself or something mm-hmm. that, like, you know, that all people are, like, broken to the point where they, like, will turn on anyone. And the fact that she doesn't the whole movie, even two years after he's in prison... You know, going through, like, having blood thrown on her house and having random people slap her out in, <laughs> out in town and stuff. And, like, she's still, 
is like not giving up on her son. Like she's not like in love with him, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like him, but like she's still, like that's like in a way like that's all she does have now mm-hmm. is just that relationship with her son. Yeah. One one thing I never understood when I watched this was uh, why didn't she just like move to a different city? Because her son. It's really it's really tough to to move to because I mean if you look at that. We don't know what the economy was like. Well, you know, okay, so actually when you see her again, she's in a different house. Yeah. So it's kind of like what probably happened was there was probably some, you know, lawsuits against her where she probably lost a bunch of money and then, you know, she had to get like a different house. And sure, she can move out of town, but, you know, at the same time... um, you're still going to be in, like, a crap house no matter where you kind of go. No, I know, but, like, she's running into people at the supermarket that she doesn't want to see, and people yeah, are randomly slapping her on the street. Yeah, all her eggs got crushed, and she mm-hmm. still took them. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. gross. She, like, made them with uh, shells in it. She, I, I'd read somewhere today when I was reading up on, like, reviews and stuff, and maybe it was in the book, but someone had mentioned that she had moved to be closer to the prison mm. where her son was. So I don't know if it was in the same city and she just moved closer to the prison or she like moved to like an adjacent city that still had a lot of the same people in it or what. But, sure. That would like, make sense. She ran into like the one kid in the wheelchair mm. um, who was like nice to her, you know, mm-hmm. and was like forgiving and stuff. But, and she was like tripping over herself to get away from him. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of like another thing because it's like, you know... I, when I first saw that, I thought it was just because she didn't know where it was going to go. Or like, oh, there's going to be a man with a camera behind him who says, how do you feel with this interaction? Like, how do you feel that his, your son caused this? Like, I, I felt like she was waiting for that to happen. But then afterwards, I was like, no, nah, it was just because, like, she's so bad with dealing with people at this point, with just everybody, and especially that. It's just like, because I was thinking, I was like, well, come on. He was being nice. I'm like, you could have talked better. And I was like, I guess I don't know how you would talk to someone like that. I don't know how you find, like, a way to get a, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, like, how I don't know. It's just odd. And not to speculate into it too much, but in the movie she is talking crappily about overweight people. So maybe she saw him as one of those, like, other maybe undesirable people because he's disabled or different in her eyes and we could maybe make that jump in her personality that she's kind of shitty what if she was like that oh, I don't to, the, think... to the kid oh, that her, but what? That I don't her think son that... maimed but what would what would be the point of having that scene of her shit talking those overweight Trying... people if that's not kind of a key element I... of her personality I kind of took that as her trying to relate to her son yeah, but why would that be how you relate to I, like I, I, okay. She, yeah. in her mind, he is shitty, therefore she should be shitty to relate to him. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that was just a relate. I think that's how she is. And, you know, I feel like she, because she had, like, such a different life before this, I felt like she was one of those, like, higher, like, look at me, I'm an elite, I'm way better than everybody else, and, like, high, you know, standards about everything, and you know everybody else is like below me and kind of detestable and which is also kind of a sociopathic way to look at things and i don't know i but i never thought about that with after the fact because i always assumed everything that happened after the incident would have changed her but now that you say that i'm like the sad thing is i wouldn't put it past her 
Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it is, it's a jump, but it's a realistic jump, I yeah. think. She does seem that, like, in the back of her mind where she'd be like, I can't believe this all happened. I can't believe they all died. And it's like, at the same time, it's like a lot of them were assholes that weren't going to go anywhere in life anyway. Well, and then it's like with her husband, she's like, I was getting sick of him. Like, I don't know. And it's just, it's dark, but I'm like, I don't know. Why was she, like, kind of weirdly, I, almost yeah, openly talking bad about the fat know. people? I mean, like, what she was! You know, yeah, but I think she got humbled pretty hardcore by herself. Yeah. I, I want to I I hope. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we were talking about how there are parallels within Kevin and his mom's personalities. Mm-hmm. He's just dialed up to 11. What Kevin if she 11. still has, like, remnants of, like... Her more extreme, put her speculated more extreme personality traits that are similar to Kevin, yeah. and like these are just little hints at it. I I, I like. <laughs> sorry, mom, if you're listening, but like, I think of my own mom, <laughs> and I know that she grew up in another city, um, and any time we would be in that city, whenever she'd run into people from high school or growing up. She avoided them like the plague. Mm-hmm. She would hide her face in stores or in, in our car driving past someone she recognized. She'd hide her face because she did not want to interact with them. Um, and I think it was just like, not like, I mean, they weren't disabled people. They weren't bad people or anything, you know. They were just people that she is like, did not want an interaction with. And if she's getting slapped on the street, people are throwing red paint all over her car and her house. Like, I think if she was wholeheartedly like that, she would forget about her kid and move to a completely different city and start life over and forget about her own life. If she was like that, good point. But because she's she's fine, she's started a new job. She's like fix it. She's like cleaning the paint. She's doing the work to clean the paint off her house and to just like roll with those punches. When she's seen people in the store who like, I mean, she got slapped. Like, once you get slapped like that, like I would avoid anyone. Like, any kid's mom who my kid had murdered, you know, or, like, here's a kid who's, like, you know, crippled for life, I would also, like, not want an interaction. Not because I, like, hate or think, like, less of him, but because I would be overrun with secondhand guilt, you know? I think that's how I see it, because, like, I can see my own mom doing that. Like, that second, that, that just intense, overwhelming guilt. You know, and it's like, it's hard because like, obviously none of us have kids who are mass murderers yet, you know, um, but like, I cannot picture like what that would be. Like, it seems like everyone is way over the top. Like, I, I can't imagine why other people would slap the mom of the kid unless everyone's blaming the mom. Like, oh, you nurtured your child to murder mine. Well, I mean, so... I don't know how into true crime you are. Used to be. Well, I mean, like, I used to listen to a lot more shows, but... Yeah. Um, so, it's it's not recently. It's been since social media has kind of been a thing, so the last decade or so. Um, the parents of, of victims and also of perpetrators absolutely get reamed online. Yeah. Just, like, okay. harassed. To the point where people show up at their houses and are like, why'd you do this to your kid? Why did you let your kid do this? Like, all mm-hmm. it's horrific to be in any kind of, like, public space with, like, 
a family member who did something horrific or anything like that. Yeah. So I I did feel like that was pretty realistic that people would be confronting her so violently on the street because mm-hmm. people do that in real life. Yeah. Well, that's like like online trolls are a thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, like the thought of like another woman walking up and slapping someone that's probably realistic too it's just mm-hmm. more of a jump than an online troll yeah hide. i mean there are still cases of people who walk into courtrooms and shoot the perpetrators mm-hmm. so like it obviously a much more extreme example but like people do take what they what they feel to be retribution against people they feel are to blame mm-hmm. well even like I, it's it's hard because like I keep putting myself in those shoes. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't do that yeah, to someone, I, I, but also like I especially wouldn't if like you know, like if your son yeah shot the school, but then also shot your other kid and husband, I would feel bad for you <laughs> rather than be like it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, people. I mean, in a situation like that, people no one's thinking rationally, and I mean that happens all the time, and. I think, too, is just the fact that it's like, you know, we, we all probably haven't been involved in anything too, you know, like extreme where anybody has ever come into a confrontation with us. But it's like that kind of stuff just does casually happen sometimes, you know, it's kind of like when you're at a bar and there's just like a little misunderstanding fight ha- breaks out. Something like that can happen. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing with this where people are just acting irrationally. And they want someone to blame. They want somebody to answer. And even though, like, the the guy's going to jail. The guy is going to be probably in prison for the rest of his life. I don't know. Sometimes they go a little more lenient on the, on the younger ones. But, you know, we can, we, we can assume, though, like, it could be for life. And, you know, they want... That's not enough of an answer. They're like, no, I need somehow to feel like I... You know that that there's been an answer that I'm doing enough for my child who's now dead who will never be avenged and it's just that's just how people are, um, you know like one thing I was thinking too while watching it was um, just as far as what he does to kind of grab attention and cause misunderstanding, I think it's also things that not even just like on a sociopathic level but like a a thing that a lot of kids do, where like I don't know when you were younger when it's like you know, your parents would ground you for something or something would happen and you would just, you would have to go upstairs or to your, well, this is me, but I, I'd have to go upstairs in my bedroom and I'd shut it and be like, ah, you know what, what if I was dead right now? What if I died? What if I fell asleep? What if oxygen cut off from the door and I was dead in the morning and I would be dead? How would they respond then? You know, it's just like people, kids think, it's kind of like when you go in like the pool, maybe you've had like a weird uh day or just things aren't going the way you want that day and you just kind of a little kid and you're like well if i float in the pool it's like will anyone notice that i'm dead (laughs) will anybody care you know how like kids kind of do that and that's kind of what i was thinking with him because a lot of what he does as far as when he's like younger kind of makes me think like i think he's just a big time attention grabber and he's trying to do things to get his mother to react and, you know, a lot of kids just act that way. But, you know, especially even, like, towards the end where he starts doing that, you know, even more extreme stuff. I don't know. You know, and once once he gets, like, you know, the sister's eye and that all happens, that's where it was like, wow, this has gone, like, way too far. You know, everything else is, like, it's still bad. And it's bad that, like, he got power over his mother so early. 
But the whole thing with the eye was the part where it's like, when they're sitting in the hospital, gotta talk about it. And they even do start talking about it. Like, I will say, as a as a way to respond to that review, no, they actually do try to talk about Kevin. They actually really do. And it's actually the mom who tries to do it. So as much as people, you know, not even like people on Letterboxd, because it's everybody, I still think is kind of wrong, where they're like, don't ever have kids because they will become psycho murderers. It's like, well... Um, but they actually do try to talk about it, and it's all the mom. The mom is trying to start the conversation, and the father is just not having it because it's like, he's no, he's great because he's good to me, and it's like, you know, I think that's like another part of it is just where it's like, you know, it's it's bad I think to like blame a kid or go after a kid for maybe something they didn't do, but it's way worse if you're just like not believing your wife at all and you're totally on the side of the kid which is like another thing that happens a lot you know and that's the reason why it's like they're asking for a divorce at one point it's like yeah that just it kind of does happen a lot because they start kind of siding with the kid it's like it's almost like for some reason the kid starts making you maybe realize these faults that were always there with your spouse and you should have been analyzing from the beginning but now you're only analyzing them because the kid is analyzing them it's 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 very psychological. I I actually really like this movie a lot. It's very like so many different kind of psychological angles you can take from it. Um, and what's great is that I don't even feel like they're fully fleshing out an answer for you. It's more for you just to observe. Oh yeah, I think the thing I like about this movie is there's so much space for speculation, where like everyone kind of interprets it a little bit differently. Like I feel like as we've been talking about it, we've all been talking from different perspectives and different experiences of the movie mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool I feel like even like if I were to watch this in five years I would probably watch it a different way because I have a different perspective on life oh I'd love yeah. to watch this after having a kid I would love to see like how yeah. it responds then where I'm like you know, just having that kind of like parental mindset, and then it's like I don't know because maybe part of me makes me think I would just be noticing things more often. It's like no, you don't let the kid do that. You don't let that happen. But it also makes me wonder. Like I wonder how I would feel more about the kids or about the parents who lost their kids, mm-hmm. and then maybe you know the woman who slaps her, where it's like she had nothing to do with it. Just having the child change your mindset, where now you're like it's like yeah, but you, maybe you could have been doing a little bit more. You know, right now I'm totally on the page of it's like no you don't blame it's the, the kid made the decision kids make their decisions that's the end of it they didn't do anything you're just taking out your anger on the one person you can i guess but you know that's one of those things where it's like would your perspective change in the future so i think he's just mad because his parents named him kevin it's true it's quite the you know ha- name him something great like kalitas <laughs> yeah, there, you know this. Honestly, Chloe, great movie, but you know, not, it doesn't leave a lot for humor. You know, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't know we were going for humor. Yeah, you know, just not a lot of, not a lot of. Com- I couldn't expel any of that great Justin comedy during the episode. Not one fart joke. <laughs> not one. I'm sure you could find a fart joke in there somewhere. So Lynn Ramsey, or whatever her name was, what was it? Yeah, Lynn yeah, Ramsey. Lynn Ramsey. She directed what? So, um, a couple years ago, she directed a movie called You Were Never Really Here. I don't know if you guys seen that with Joaquin Phoenix. I haven't, but I want to. It's kind of like a little bit like Taxi Driver-ish. 
Um, that movie is really good. And I had, didn't know that this was the same director, but now, thinking back, there's a lot of similarities in tone and style and stuff. It's not, there's no, like, flashbacks in that one, but this one, because it was the novel, it's kind of designed to be flashbacks. Um, but if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go and watch that one. Um, it's really, really good. Really dark. Hmm. Um, darker than this. Sounds like uh, my kind of really movie. Really good. I just looked at. She's got like a couple other movies, like probably like five feature length ones. Mm-hmm. All of them look equally as dark mm-hmm. as this one. So. Yeah, um, there's another one I was looking at called Rat Catcher. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Which is I yeah. Just looked up. And then the the one after that and. The, yeah. the next two after that both look incredibly dark. Oh, yeah. Um, what was this one? Just, uh, Gas Man. I don't know. They all look really, 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 really dark. Hmm. Yeah, I guess on, like, a technical side, I don't really... I guess I, 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 I like the, um, the editing technique just for, like I said, you kind of know exactly what it's going to be at the end the entire time. Um, and it doesn't end up mattering because it's just more of like, where do things build up from here? Is there any other kind of more outstanding incident that happens that kind of maybe builds toward that? And I I think that kind of is what makes it more interesting because it's like, oh, there isn't. It's just this weird domino effect of the brain that it's like, you just kind of, you never know. And, you know, that's another part of it that's like really weird is like, as far as, I'm going back to content, but it's like, you just, you never know. You never know. In some instances, it's like, you know, having a child, having a family, creating something like that, you never know where it's going to go. Now you don't want to go in this direction. And it's obviously the most extreme example, but also I think this movie just shows a lot of like, you never know where things are going to go. Really? I mean, you can come prepared. You can be successful. You can seem very happy with your spouse, but it's like, sometimes you just don't know. And it's, it's one of the, you know, it's uh I think the editing kind of shows that too where it's like I feel like you were waiting for that next incident and yeah there's a bad more bad one towards the end but still it it never after like the initial few moments it kind of just seems like it's less of like a domino effect and more of like a you know I see where this is going but I feel like there has to be something that sparks, you know, that, you know, kind of like the cheesy Joker, oh, just one bad day kind of thing. And it's like, it's really not, because that's not reality. That This is more probably true to reality. Um, I also really like that they had Ezra Miller in this, because having seen him in so many other things, it's like, it's just weird to see him in this movie, and he does it good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone's really good in this. You can't really, like, hire John C. Riley and not like him, even though it's like, he shouldn't get away with just being considered like the hero of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I, I feel like a lot of people would see that too. He's also barely in the movie. True, which is I think reflective of what the point is, which yeah, is yeah, like he's, he's like I'm a great dad. It's like you're barely there. Yeah, and you think you're there, but you're really you're not. <laughs> I think I mean from from the her perspective because the movie's from her perspective. I think. It was like they show you enough to see like oh there's no problem in their relationship like it is just this relationship anytime you bring him in to talk about Kevin he brushes it off but that's not the main 
focus of the movie. Like, like their marriage isn't the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a subplot to the main thing, which is the relationship with the son. But I, I saw one, like, review on Letterboxd said, like, how come we don't have any other Ezra Miller movies like this? And I was like, Is, isn't this just, like, Fantastic Beasts? Like, isn't he, like, the exact same, <laughs> like, troubled kid? Fantastic Beasts, but better. Yeah. yeah, like, well, I mean, for Fantastic Beasts, his character in that is so awful. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like his he character in is... that is so just like one dimensional. I feel Hopefully. like, whereas yeah. Kevin, like, yeah, has lots going on. I kind of yeah. wish he was playing Kevin in that movie because that would make it better. But uh, that yeah, <laughs> compared to like Perks of Being a Wallflower or something Channel like, Kevin. he's, I guess, like this would be like the cross between Perks of Being a Wallflower and Fantastic Beasts, where he's like complete like depressing but and also I did not like I loved I love I love John C. Riley. I don't him in this role is when he was he was there's a scene where he's like I don't know if he's like straight making out with Tilda Swinton or what but the way that he kisses her is the same way that he <laughs> can't kiss that one girl in Step Brothers <laughs> and his lips stick out at like a weird like lizardy way and so when he's kissing Tilda Swinton, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I just, I'm thinking of Step Brothers. Um, yeah, having a John C. Riley Tilda Swinton sex scene was very weird. Yeah. Very weird. I was thinking of her as like. We're gonna work it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was thinking of um. I was thinking about, like, in Doctor Strange, when she's on, like, the bed, and, well, after she's dead, and she's on the bed with her eyes, like, like this, and I was, like, picturing that's what it was probably, like, what she's, like, doing to him the whole time, and now, now I'm thinking of Wreck-It Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) Two Disney properties. I think, I mean, I don't know, I think maybe, like, someone like Bradley Cooper could be a good, would have been, like, a decent fit, you know, not like the hot sexy husband but just like I want Rob Schneider generally nice and like not goofy too goofy but like also like oblivious to like the awful relationship (laughs) Kevin James (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Kevin James as Paul Plart (laughs) Paul Plart 3 I do this thing where every Ultimate time three, we need to talk about Kevin that. James, I think of Kevin Smith. So when you said Kevin James, oh, yeah. I pictured. I was like, That's Kevin weird. Smith wouldn't be bad. Bruce Ke- Willis. Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my real dad. Well, obviously, and then get shot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we could fit some humor in. Um, well, anything else on this movie? That's all I got. Four and a half out of five stars is what I gave it. And I really? feel that. It's good. I also gave it four and a half out of five. I think four for me. Would you give it Hater? I didn't hate it. This is not my kind of movie. I'd give it uh, either two and a half or three. Jeez. I will divorce you on the spot. Oh, man. So that's, for enjoy- that's for like enjoyability. Or do you think, like, in genuine, like, it's just not a good movie? I mean, I guess in enjoyability. It's probably... I, I don't know. I'm hurt. I didn't enjoy it as I much as you did. I am hurt. I, I'll say I probably will never watch it again. I, I think it was a good movie, it. but I 
didn't enjoy it to the point where I would want to put it in again anytime soon. I wanted to watch it almost immediately after we finished it again. I was like, alright, I could go again. Uh, and I'll stick to like watching again, and like I, I think as an experiment, I think it'd be cool to watch it in the future, having no, it, like a family. But and it'd it's be many definitely years an in interesting yeah. movie, and it was enjoyable. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's a good movie. I just didn't like. I'm never gonna watch it again. I can see not liking it. Yeah, I can. I get that. I, I think I didn't think about that. Yeah, if I had a son. Or something like that. I definitely would watch it again. And I'm like saying that's not even like as With soon as son. like I have like a little baby, you know. It's like oh, See, you know, don't, don't do be that. like this asshole. <laughs> I'm talking about like like 15 years in the future would probably be yeah. like where I see it again, you know, in yeah. the thick of having children. But um, the thick of it. yeah, into the thick of it, you know, like We're just thick with children up in here. <laughs> I gotta say, like you know, I I love the trajectory that this podcast has taken. It's like a theme. Where if anybody says, like, the least amount during the episode, they probably didn't like it. Except, I, I swear you can go back to the episodes and show this, but if I'm the one not talking that much, I will come out at the end and say, oh yeah, I loved it. And then I'll just kind of move on. I swear, we've done that. I, I have proof. So, if anyone I else stays silent... I absolutely know it's a thing with Zach. Yeah. Because I've noticed that it's every time. Thing. He's just real quiet. Oh, you know what, like, actually... Oh, two and a half stars. I, well, I was thinking, you know what, that's actually kind of... You kind of go 50-50. Sometimes you just like, oh, I didn't like it. But then sometimes you'll be like, yeah, like five out of five. And then it's just like... Sometimes, well, sometimes I really, really like it. I just have absolutely nothing to say. I'm just like, yeah, yeah this is a good movie. Well, if I'm not... I don't know why. If I'm not, like, super passionate about it, then I'm not really gonna have a lot to say no i get that no i'm just saying it's a theme it's interesting i mean granted like if you don't like if you don't have much to say about a movie that you didn't really like it makes sense like it makes total sense like most movies i watch it's only once you get to like the one star bad movies where i'm like i have a lot to say but if it's like a two and a half or three out of five i'm just like yeah and, I, yeah, I don't, and that's where yeah. i am with it. yeah like, it's, it's not hard it's not a terrible anything. movie by any means but i just it's not super enjoyable for me you know what zach if you if you disliked it so much you know <laughs> why don't why don't why don't you just pick the next movie <laughs> oh is it my turn in i think so rotation? i'm i'm working it that way yeah i'm in yeah it's yeah. gonna be chloe Does zach it have to be something that's like streamable is that the it has rule? to be in this room that's the only rule. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there was a streamable i don't think there was any rules i think it was you pick it Hey man, I was just courteous and made sure it was streamable for free. I'm okay paying for it, but it's got to be at least on. Sometimes they're not even on Amazon to buy. So. Really? Okay. My pick, I ha I own the Blu-ray of. It's kind of harder to find, and we are all gonna watch it together. Oh, that sounds <laughs> fun. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can really think of right now is probably Idiocracy. Ooh, cause... I think that is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me look. Because I think I'm still the only one who's watched it. Yeah, I brought I've it been waiting a few to watch times. it. I've to either watch it with you or to for this, because I figured you were gonna pick it. Yeah, it's funny because I, I have a f- I have a few that I I could pick that I don't know if all of you have watched, but I figured that'd be a good first one to go off of since I brought it up a few times. It's available for purchase on Amazon. Okay, which I'm cool. With. I'm cool buying. So it. you get to buy it. I should say Sydney's cool with buying it because it's hooked up to her her credit card. I like it. I I'm I'm glad I finally have an excuse to finally watch it because I keep it's it's like one of those on my list that I keep pushing off. And uh, Luke Wilson was just on Armchair Expert, 
I mean, oh, they, oh, yeah. they they were talking a lot about this movie because Dak because oh, they were together. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, again, I was listening, to, and this was like maybe two weeks ago, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. I'm so into the." And then I still didn't watch oh, it. Boy. So, finally gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. That'll be cool. cool. I like it. I like the randomness. Do we want to do the last movie on earth real quick? Oh, are we still doing it? It's, I'm cool with it's it. canceled. Wait, Dude, you oh, didn't. That was a season the new format. <laughs> We have a we have a new show now where it's the, the movie movie, movie right. first previously <laughs> we watched. Gotta come up with a new game now. No, I, I have a move. Yo, let's bring back my game. The one that made no sense. No, I'm even kidding. We need to do just a whole episode for your game because your game would kick ass. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to play it so bad, uh, explain the rules. Um, hold on. Do we want? It's episode one of season two, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are we going with the same standings, or are we starting over again? Yeah, no, st- same standings. 2021 standings, because I'm not starting over again. <laughs> so, uh, Last Movie on Earth is a little game that we play at the end of each episode where we try to guess the last movie that we all each saw. So we'll take turns uh, reading off a, a, a description from Netflix or Letterboxd or, you know, any synopsis from anywhere about the movie, and based on that, we'll guess... First person to guess it right wins, um, and if no one's guessing it, then we'll give hints. Um, and if still no one guesses it, then um, if no one guesses your movie, then you get two points. And then all these points get added to a scoreboard that what Justin just said we keep um, all year round, and then at the end of the year we usually win something. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know what the standings are because it's been a while since we met. Justin, what are our standings right now? Well, including some of our 2021 uh, offset episodes, webcam episodes, we have Chloe, 9 points, Hunter at 11 points, and Justin and Zach are tied for 13 points. Nice. Stop. Are you cheating? No. Zach is cheating. Let the record show. (laughs) Who wants to go first? I'm going to do mine real quick. Okay. Because I want to get back to looking at my sound board. And my chair squeaking. So, here we go. Y'all I'll get it right away. Los Angeles, 1969. TV star Rick Dalton, a struggling actor specializing in Western. Once upon a time Hollywood. Yes. I was like, is this an actual thing? And then I could remember. Wait, is this an actual movie? You should have that as your first, like, question. You're allowed three questions now. <laughs> is this an actual <laughs> Damn it, it's not. And then you win all the points. Wait, <laughs> you... Yeah, that would actually be like... You're, you're making, making it up? No, dude. <laughs> that would be on. so funny. Like oh, sometime man. we should try. Like that. like, so that's that like all the like, match rules. Yeah, that, that, that would, would have, have to be like, like it's on episode. Bootstrap Billy, you're a liar. Where like each of us come up with like five movies. I had to make up a synopsis. Because I feel like it'd be too easy, so now it might be too hard, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, Zach might have cheated, so I didn't you don't cheat. get to guess first. An island of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A family goes a, goes on an unplanned road trip after the passing of a close loved one. After meeting an unexpected friend along the way, they go on a quest to save the world. A family goes on a road trip. It might be too hard now. 
Say it one more time. A family goes on an unplanned road trip after the passing of a close loved one. After meeting an unexpected friend along the way, they go on a quest to save the world. What? Actor? That's gonna give it away. I'm gonna give you the year first. <laughs> 2020. She told you no. Onward? Huh? Onward? No. Oh. No, there's not an unexpected death. In that. Yeah, it came out in 2020. That year's all a blur. Wait a minute. No. N- no movies came out in 2020. No, that's it. Says, okay, I'll say 2021. It says 2020. Mm-hmm. It probably came out in 2020, but the right wide release is Oh, I was actually kidding, but actually, maybe that's... A family goes on an unexpected road trip. Did you guess? Huh? You didn't guess. Yeah, yeah, I did. What did you guess? He onward. said onward. Oh. Fool. I can't. Oh, yeah, that is a good guess. I'll give you the actor. I mean, 20 Or you can give us the director first, if you want. That'll give it away. Either one is going to give it away. Okay. The top-billed actress is Emily Blunt. A Quiet Place Part 2. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. A road trip? I couldn't be like they walked across the country. They didn't walk across the country. It was like four blocks. Hmm. <laughs> did you like it? I did. Four blocks. <laughs> I did. It was very good. I, I also liked it. I liked that movie. I liked the dynamic. It was different than the first one. I I compared it to Rocky Two. Rocky. <laughs> Nobody got that comparison. Let me let me explain my Rocky Two comparison. <laughs> it's that you can like watch both of them and it's kinda like very seamless how they go together in like style, quality, and story. Um that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about this movie. I'm like, you could make this one big movie. Mm-hmm. And they're both pretty short where it wouldn't feel like a very long like I mean, it wouldn't be overly long. A quiet place, the whole bloody affair. Yeah, pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It wouldn't require much editing. If you really want to get fancy with it, you could have that opening scene be the actual opening scene of the movie. And I don't... It, it would be kind of odd, because that would be the opening scene, and then it would immediately cut to another opening scene from the first movie, where the little boy dies. And then they'd be like, well, that was too really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sudden so kind of... And then the rest of the movie would play out. It'd be like... No, yeah, I think, it, I think it would work well, just like one after another right one, yeah one I, I can, as a double feature it'd be cool yeah mm-hmm. and if they make a third one I hope it's just as seamless I like it probably yeah I don't know how I feel about the idea of a third one like I would like it I would like it if it was done right which this one was done right I feel mm-hmm. like this was a very good sequel probably a better one than we've had in a long time for horror movies at least um so it makes me hopeful that if they did a third, it would be good. But oh. I just, I don't trust anyone. We haven't seen The Devil Made Me Do It yet, so we don't know oh if that's God. the best <laughs> horror sequel of the year. That is not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, did you, did, did you is see it, the other Conjuring movies? Is it worse movies? than The Nun? Yeah. yeah, we've seen all the rest okay, of them. I, the okay. Nun was bad. So I have two Annabelles to go through yet. I haven't seen um, Oh, shoot. I think I have one Annabelle to see. I haven't seen any of the Annabelles. I haven't seen I the saw sequel Conjuring 1, 2, one. and I saw The Nun. And I haven't seen the nun, but I saw don't the first watch, two. Don't Conjuring. even. I'm, I'm watching them all for a video, so don't it's like. Watch the nun. Does just, the curse of Lot even account? Because Wikipedia just, says it counts. That does then I, just don't. <laughs> no, so okay, the it's like bad. the first two Conjuring are both just, equally. Uh, they're kind of of equal level. Yeah, I would maybe say I the Conjuring think, one is probably better, but I didn't think they were be- like I actually enjoyed 
the first Conjuring for sure. The second one was okay. Yeah, like rewatching them, I was like, I was like, I actually really like the first one. I think it's kind of neat. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a throwback almost. And the mm-hmm. second one was like, I like that they did different things. I like they brought in at least the element of what if they're faking it. Like that's kind of cool. The third one is made by a different director. It's actually by the guy mm-hmm. who did The Curse of La Yorna. And, um, which I haven't heard good things about. And this I one, heard anything about it's, it's weird because I was like, Hey, they're not setting it all in the house. They're going on the road. And it's not, that was not actually a good idea because it's like most of the movie focuses on Ed and Lorraine kind of on their own. And that's not that great. I like those two actors, but the main premise is, you know, it's based on that guy who like murdered someone and claimed that the demonic yeah yeah he was cursed by a demon so that's what made him do it which was it actually based on a real person yes this is like legit yeah um this was a story about a guy named um oh i'm forgetting his name again but no it's based on a real guy yeah and he claimed that he was possessed by a demon and there's some weird like facts to back it up and i don't want to spoil the movie if you don't haven't heard of it so i'll just leave it at that but Basically, if you believe the Ed and Lorraine stories, this one can also be kind of believable. But I don't. What I don't like about it though is that since he gets, you know, he does it. If you've seen the trailer, you know, you know, he does the murder during the movie, and then he's like in prison. That's kind of like the whole movie, then though. And I was like, where are the stakes? Like, there's not like anything of danger right now. He's already caught. Like, he's in prison. And I know they're like, oh, but the demon's gonna make him kill someone in prison. I'm like, I don't know, man. He's still pretty locked up. Like, it's... And you never really feel, like, the danger. So then they focus most of it on Ed and Lorraine, but all that's like... Like, there's just a chase... There's a chase in the tunnel, and it's like, isn't this scary? And I'm like, not really. So it's like... It's really like, ah... Was it like what's the movie The Trial of? Um, it's like a a trial of a priest who did an exorcism and the person died during the exorcism. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. <laughs> uh, but basically, that that was like the they were saying like, did you have a right to do an exorcism or not? Because the person died during mm-hmm. the exorcism. And they're trying to justify, like... Was it the exorcism of Emily Rose? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Okay, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. That's what the trailer for this reminded me of a lot. Like, cause it seems like it's... Yeah. Like, the stakes is the court battle, mm-hmm. almost. It's not the demon, per se, because it already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Which, from what I remember, I think it kind of worked in the Emily Rose. Okay. I don't know if it'll work in this movie. There's not much of a court case in this movie. They don't really focus on it. Like I said, they well, yeah, because he's already in jail. Right, he goes to jail, and then like most of it. I mean, it's not the final conviction, but mostly it's like they actually go on this like other storyline where there's like another thing that was like similar, and so much of it's like this is going nowhere. You know, you just you realize that like the best thing about the Conjuring movies were like the fact that you really cared for the family that was in danger, and it's like mm-hmm. save them. And in this one, there's no one, so it's kind of like what are we saving? Like what are we what are we doing? And it's yeah. It sucks. Sorry, uh, Quiet Place 2 is really good. <laughs> uh, I can go next. Uh, <clears throat> a 13-year-old girl endure- endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through middle school. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh, I was gonna say. Justin got it. What so you, you you're really on a Bo really Burnham streak. 
I figured. I mean, I <laughs> it's it's been a couple years, and yeah, I've been watching all of Bo Burnham stuff, so I might as well finally pull the trigger on eighth grade. I liked it a lot. Um, it made me feel full of anxiety and a lot of feelings oh, yeah. I haven't felt in a long time. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I feel when uh, I watched it, it brought all of my childhood back to me in very uncomfortable ways. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked that a movie could make me feel like that. Proud of you. This was my favorite movie of 2018. It was a real good movie. It was a really movie. good movie. Yeah, I was pleasantly... I, I wasn't surprised. I was... I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. It's really uncomfortable when you... No. No, it <laughs> no, is. It no. is, though. I was going to say, like, imagine being, like, in eighth grade, and you, like, hit up, like, a girl, or a girl hits up a guy, and you're like, you want to, like, break out the... the I was gonna say DVD player, portable DVD player, iPhone, <laughs> and like you wanna wanna watch a movie in the car, and you're like watching eighth grade in the car, <laughs> while the uncomfortable scene in eighth grade that takes place in the car is playing, and you're just sitting there like, <laughs> just like I remember I'm, when I'm the go movie now. came out and you guys all saw it except for me, and you're talking about like the pool party, and I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the pool party. Yeah, that I was pretty awkward. Okay, I got the worst part out of the way. <laughs> and then the car oh, scene oh, happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. That people were like, "Oh, the pool party is the worst part." And then I was like, "That's not that bad." But then the car was like, "I tried." Oh I intentionally tried to not bring up the car scene because, like, I feel like that's something you gotta just go in blind. You have yeah. to just experience it. Yeah, that was that was rough. Terrifying. That's and, the greatest. But she handled movie. it well. Like. It's crazy that he could capture those feet Because, like, I've been in situations like that. And that's exactly how it feels. And, like, the the fact that he can portray that in a movie so accurately is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier about him doing, like, specials. And if he's going to do another special like he did inside. I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if this was, like, his last special like that. And then just... Like, he, if he really went full into just directing movies, because he seemed so tortured making this. I mean, obviously, it was during a pandemic, but it seemed almost traumatic for him that I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, no, I'm, like, maybe I'll do stand-up again, but I'm never doing a special like that. Like, I'm just going to focus on movies. I would be yeah. totally cool. Either, like, if you did want to do more specials, like, inside, I would love it. If he just wanted to direct more movies, I would also love that. Like, his directing ability is just yeah. incredible. If you wanted to just disappear, I would respect it. I'd be sad, but I'd respect it. No, I need, waiting here, I, 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 need my, I need my content. <laughs> Daddy, 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 make me content. Uh, I think that's my favorite movie of this year, though, is... Uh, Inside. It, mm -hmm. So far? Yeah. Absolutely. So far, 100%. Inside, 100%. Yeah. Like, at the end of the year, if we it. all have the favorite movie again. <laughs> Honestly, movie. I think I've watched it five times. And I what? listen to the album, like, every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen it twice, and I listen to the album every day. I never really include uh, stand-up specials. Is it a but there's so yeah. much going like I agree. It's I, so I, I it's it'll be it'll be a fun argument work. to make because like to me I still like I still don't ever include like documentaries and uh, stand up in my separate 
list because I feel like so many stand-up specials and documentaries will make up the top of the list, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I want to make like separate lists. Like it's, but yes, even as like a movie, I could, because I feel like I've also cheated in the, like I, I kind of wanted to also make like the last four episodes of The Mandalorian one of my favorite movies, but it's like I can't, you know, start breaking the rules. Yeah. And, and well, we, we had the Bandersnatch one year. Yeah, and I feel like that's less movie y than inside. Yeah, inside like it has, it has scenes. It has like a script. It has an arc. It has an arc. Yeah. It has like characters. Like I feel like it's very much as much it as a, comedy. It is. It is. It'll, it'll be. It'll be a fun already. I, I think it will stay on a lot of your lists if it already is this far in a year. So it'll be a fun argument. It honestly. I'll have to watch it, if you, but it might make it onto my top ten. Dang. Just because it's so good. It's my favorite piece of content. Did you do your You didn't do your movie. Yeah. 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 Alright. Um, you haven't seen mine, right? Mm-mm. I realized I was like not hiding it from you. <laughs> I've been looking at the bars, so you're good. Um, when a seemingly straightforward drug deal goes awry, a dealer has to break his diehard rules and turn up the heat, not only to outwit the old regime and come out on top, but to save his own skin. And the drug deal goes awry. He must break his old ways. This is a newer movie, isn't it? I've seen this trailer. Let me say the description again. Yes. When a seemingly straightforward drug deal goes awry, a dealer has to break his diehard rules and turn up the heat, not only to outwit the old regime come out on top but to save his own skin no. <laughs> um what's the year 2004 okay so layer cake yes it is layer cake you know what you know what you, you, you know what it was huh. I wanted to watch that movie recently yeah and it's sitting right up there really because I think that's literally the description on the back and I keep passing it up but it's on <laughs> Netflix right now isn't it yeah 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 was it good? Yeah, it was good. Because I, I, I've been on a... a uh, Guy Ritchie binge. And uh, this movie gets kind of roped in with a lot of his other stuff because it has a similar theme. The editing style is way different than Guy Ritchie movies, but um, in terms of like story, it's similar. Um yeah, it's good. It's not fantastic. Like, it's like a three and a half on Letterboxd. I'd probably give it a three. Three and a half. So, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. I feel like drugs and Daniel Craig. <laughs> and cake? It's pretty good. There's no cake in it. She doesn't hide the drugs in a layer cake? Or no. I don't even. <laughs> they say layer cake twice in it. And oh, is it like code word? Kind of. It's like talking about like a mound of shit and he's trying to fight his way out and people keep referring to it as a layer cake of shit mm. yeah. neat cool alright well Good I think that wraps up season 2 next week will be season 3 <laughs> <laughs> um, good to be back join us next week as we do our deep dive into Green Day's American Idiocracy <laughs> and remember Always beware of the cinema swamp. It must be sounds so cool by the way. It's probably like crisp. It's probably like crisp.
probably very echoey and it's now reverberating. Thanks for listening to this episode. Like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp. (laughs) 